What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the 4th and a Mile podcast. Alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So the draft is in the books. All three rounds are done and dusted. So much fun to watch. It's one of my favorite events, not even of just the NFL, but sports in general of the year. Guys, how'd it go for you? What were your you know, biggest takeaways? Anything that you had to say about the weekend? What a wild weekend it was. I feel like a lot of players went earlier than we thought. A lot of players went later than we thought. Um, and today we're going to basically give a, a high-level recap of it. We normally would start with our NFL notables, but there is only one notable, and we're going to refrain from doing that with our friend Jeremy Becker. Um, a lot Let's of just say it's go- probably going to come up tonight. Just, it's it's- going to come out some point, but we're not going to put it in the notables because we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. So – we're going to say rolling on it. I'll talk for days. We don't want that. But um, before we start the high level recap, just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down on how you thought your team did in the draft. I'll start. I gave a thumbs up for it. I thought the Vikings did a pretty good job. Um, the trade back in round one really helped. Yeah. I'll also give a thumbs up. Darius helps a ton. I also really like Wyatt Davis. I was really on brand for a Rick Spielman draft. Uh, get a guys with a ton of potential, maybe some guys who had some success in college football. Um, but it was really on brand for what Spielman likes to do. Yeah, I'd give a thumbs up myself. I didn't like a, a couple of them seemed like they're kind of shots in the dark, like that um, uh, third round linebacker from North Carolina. Chas Surratt, who was a quarterback and then transitioned to linebacker. Like could have got someone with maybe a little bit better opportunity to, to boom. But overall, definitely a thumbs up. Got a lot of offensive line help. I would uh, I'd give the Packers a. I mean, I give them a thumbs up, but it's not like a shooting thumbs up, but they definitely don't deserve a thumbs down, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I lean. Like a C plus, B minus, B, that category. Yeah, I kind of figured none of us would give a thumbs down because usually like the, the homers in us are like, oh, we're going to make whatever work. Like, yep. like if they would have drafted a quarterback in round one, we would have hated it right away. But like, oh, OK, we're going to we're going to make it work. But I'm pretty um, confident if we would have taken Mac Jones, I still would have hated it. But no. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So on brand. (laughs) So for today's episode, uh, like I said, we're doing an NFL draft high level recap. So we're doing like our favorite picks from day one, two, and three. We're doing a biggest steal and a biggest reach. Then we're going to go into our favorite fit, our least favorite fit. Then we're going to do a winner loser. And obviously we're going to finish with our ones got to go. So let's, let's go right in and dive right into our favorite day one pick. Jeremy, let's start with you on who, who was your favorite day one pick? So this would be just the first round. So I think mine, <clears throat> mine encompasses just the overall, the move to make the pick. Uh, so I liked, I liked the Jets moving up to take Elijah Vera Tucker. I think it's a big need for them. Um, they get their young quarterback, some, some blocking help, solidify a line that's got building blocks around a Mackay Becton. Uh, I don't think they gave up too, too much, you know, and like I said, fills a need, goes and gets their guy. Uh, and, so I, and I, obviously we love the player. We've talked about him enough on the show. Um, so I like that move for the Jets. Well, hats off to all of us. I think we got him going 14 to the Vikings. Well, he went 14, <laughs> just not to the Vikings. So yeah, Elijah Tucker's a good player. Josh, what do you think? Who's, who's your favorite day one pick? Uh, for me, it was Justin Fields, uh, Ohio State to the Chicago Bears. Like obviously us as Viking and Packer fans, like NFC North, like that stinks because we think that his ceiling is very high. But for a team or for a franchise that had just had tumultuous quarterback play for 
a super long time getting someone that could potentially be that you know staple for you is just the start of what you need they have a terrific defense already so getting a dynamic quarterback is just going to be a huge part of that they gave up a lot of draft capital to do so uh in trading up but i it being a quarterback i think it was a worth the big swing i don't know what else i guess necessarily ryan pace is supposed to say but did you see that they said something about they're gonna they're gonna take it slow they don't know yet come on you you're playing for your if job you right now eight, you're fired like you that's are playing it. justin fields as soon as you can <laughs> eight nine or nine and eight brady oh that's right. Ooh, no more going 500 yep no more eight and eights gotta be a winner <laughs> or a loser so it go eight eight and one there you go I, 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 I can say that all loser <laughs> for sure <laughs> Bradley, who's your favorite day one pick you know, I honestly, like, there's quite a bit of them that I do like. I'm just going to hang my hat on, on Jalen Waddle to the Miami Dolphins at six. I really like the fit reuniting with Tua Tungavailoa. Um, one thing that doesn't get enough attention is how much him and Wolf Fuller will help with their run game because they really can't stack the box against those two speedsters. Um, you're going to have to have safeties over the top, and that's going to open up their run game. They didn't draft a running back, um, but it's going to help the running backs that they do have there. <clears throat> Totally agree. And I'll wrap it up. Josh, you have something to say. I was just saying, how big of a surprise is it that Miami didn't pick a running back? That's a gigantic surprise for me. I saw someone say something about, oh, they they didn't draft a running back because they think their running back room is good enough for the weapons they have outside of the room. So, like, if they're going (laughs) to stack the box on the running back, two is just going to throw it deep to Waddle and uh, Fuller. And plus they have Devontae Parker, too. So. Gasicki too. They draft. I mean, Hunter Long. They drafted. So I thought they had a pretty good draft. So um, to wrap up my favorite pick for day one, I think it was a guy or a team that stayed put for a top eight talent. And that's the Los Angeles Chargers getting Rayshon Slater. Their biggest need was offensive line because you got to protect your biggest asset, which is Justin Herbert. They did that in the off season, and they got a guy that has position flexibility. He can play left tackle. He can play guard just wherever he fits perfect. Um, A guy that fell at 13. We were really hoping, as Vikings fans, hoping that Mm -hmm. maybe the Chargers did the same exact thing as the Eagles did last year and picked someone else (laughs) they didn't think was going to be there type thing. Um, But they hit a home run with Rayshon Slater in day one. I totally agree. Let's move on to day two. It's honestly, this is rounds two and three, so there's quite a bit of people we could say. Um, Becker, who was your favorite day two pick? I had a couple that I think I could I could choose from, but I'm going back again, staying in the NFC North like Josh did. I think Tevin Jenkins to the Bears is a, is a fantastic pick. Um, I know, Bradley, you don't love it, um, but <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that was projected potentially going the first round. Uh, they they clear up a big need uh, for them and protect their their future quarterback. Uh, so I, I like that pick a lot for the Bears. I'm not Bradley, there. I mean, in the, second, in, in the second round, it's 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 good value. You can't question that. But I, in my opinion, the biggest teddy bear goes to the Chicago Bears. So there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I'm gonna go a different route, um, and I'm gonna stay in the NFC North, and I'm gonna go with Wyatt Davis uh, in the third round with the 86 pick for the Minnesota Vikings. And it might be a little bit homer, but I like the player a lot. Um, prior to last season, he was a unanimous uh, first first team All American. Uh, he's a big bodied guard, quite athletic for his size. And, and Zim wanted to get bigger on the offensive line. I think it's when you get into that third round, obviously you're in the third round for a reason. There's some flaws there, um, but his potential is out of the roof and he could be our starting left guard. So I'm going to go with Wyatt Davis for the Vikings at 86. And I feel like his biggest flaws is medical. 
So if, if he checked out medically, like you could have just gotten a huge diamond in the rough. Like, I mean, like you said, brother, he's been an all American played at Ohio state for more than one year. So, I mean, a big 10 offensive lineman, a huge dude. So I, I feel like if the medicals check out, he could be a guy that starts at left guard, which isn't saying much. Cause I feel like we don't have too much slighted at left guard right now. So um, it, it it's, he's definitely one of the favorites to start at left guard. Um, Josh, who's he was in my top five, top five or day twos. No, he was my, on my top oh, five of okay. uh, interior offensive lineman. Yep. I, I think the upside is there. Uh, Josh, who's your favorite day two pick? My favorite day two pick is Quinn Minerts, uh, uh, to Wisconsin Whitewater dude, uh, going to the Saints, uh, dominated the process. And he, <laughs> a couple of videos of him, like, or a couple of pictures of him just seeing it like his just gigantic body. And it's going to just translate to the next level. Saints are going to be able to need that to protect whoever is playing for them uh, quarterback wise. I know a lot of us, uh, a lot of us in Vikings fandom was hoping that we can get someone like him. And obviously we did with um, Bradley's guy, Y Davis. Uh, so I just thought that was a really great pick by the Saints in day two and actually in the round three late. I can't believe he stayed there that long. I thought he was getting yep. enough buzz where he can maybe go late second round, early third round, but Guys stuck to their boards. So my favorite day two pick um, was Elijah Molden to the Titans. So I thought they hit a home run pick with Caleb Farley at pick, what is it, 20, whatever. So like if, if he's healthy, I mean, it's a home run pick because there's the top five talent in um, the draft. But so for Elijah Molden to the Titans, it's a guy that can play safety. He can play nickel corner. Like he is just, he's an all around really good football player. I've seen comps to Antoine Winfield. I've seen comps to the Honey Badger. He's just really good football player. So they have uh, Jackrabbit. They have my guy, Christian Fulton, um, and then Caleb Farley there. So, so, I mean, I feel like he's got somewhere. He's either slot as a nickel corner or he can start at safety for him too. So I thought it was a home run pick. Uh, top 30 talent for me um, and went pick 100. So I thought it was a very good value. I am shocked your your favorite pick wasn't Aziz. I left it for him. I had it on my board, and I said, you know what? I'll give it to Brady. It's, it's a, just a little – cherry bomb for you he just swung and missed so so i have three okay <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't say someone else so i had elijah molden i had aziz ojalari great value do you know what the third one was and i'm actually Cam pissed about the pick no mari rogers no heck no uh it was paul saints paul sadebo like there's two teams that you couldn't go to like it was it was the packers and the saints i would have been perfect at any other spot <laughs> goes to the saints like you gotta be joking i mean this is a guy who's probably gonna come in and start on the opposite side of I can't even remember his name anymore. The other guy that start, starts Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. I always forget his name, but yes, I think he could start on the opposite side. He's a top twenty-five talent for me. So um, let's talk day three. Who's your guys' favorite day three pick? I had a Mons uh, Ross St. Brown, wide receiver at USC, uh, going to the Lions. They are going to need so many weapons there because they <laughs> all of them left in free agency, so they're going to absolutely need that. And bringing that dynamism to the wide receiver group with hopefully Goff being able to throw that downfield is going to get a lot of opportunity. Uh, so I absolutely love that for them. He's going to get absolutely peppered with targets. He, yep. I mean, there's no other choice. I mean, they didn't really invest a lot of high draft capital into their to their wide receiver group, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Day three, a lot of different rounds to pick from. I really liked Michael Carter to the Jets. They didn't spend a ton of draft awesome. capital. Uh, on the position and a great fit. I mean, they've got, they've got a, a couple younger backs there. They've got Tevin Coleman there, but this is a guy that you can kind of use in a ton of different ways. Um, I talked about him when we did our positional rankings and kind of his stats and, and the, the records he holds and uh, yards per carry and, and how elusive he is. 
this is a great talent. Um, and I think it's, it's, I mean, you get them in round four, uh, the best available running back at the time. And I, I think it's a great fit. A lot of people's running back four too yeah. in this class. For sure. so, for sure. Yeah. Very, so, very common. Great value. Think, so for me, and I was, I was talking to you about this, Bradley, it was Davion Nixon round five, pick 158. Um, this guy was ranked 71st on my player board. I, I thought he was a lock to be a day two pick and then ended up going in the fifth round. Um, when the Vikings made the selection right before, I forget who they uh, took. They took the the wide receiver out of Iowa. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Um, I was like, we need at least a backup three tech, which um, I thought Davion Nixon could be. Um, but for Carolina to get him <laughs> in round five, uh, I thought it was great value for him. Yeah, Davion Nixon, somebody that's tested pretty well. Um, I was surprised that he was there that late as well. Uh, I'm going to go to the to the final round, or maybe it was the sixth round, I don't know. Uh, Chris Evans uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals running back out of Michigan. A guy that's been in and out of uh, the Michigan lineup due to non-football-related stuff. He's ultra-talented. Um, and there's really not a lot of people behind Joe Mixon. So he's going to have a, a, an opportunity to compete for some, for some snaps. And it's, it's low risk at pick 202. So I like Chris Evans for Michigan. So split backfield, that's what I'm hearing, right, Brady? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I just drafted Joe Mixon in a fantasy dynasty startup, so I hope not. <laughs> Josh, who's your favorite day three pick? I had Amon Ra St. Brown, wide receiver at USC. Oh, did you? You already went. Yeah. I didn't want to skip Attention. over anyone. I better lock wow. it in. I hey, you know how many times I have skipped somebody where it's just like okay, hey, it's better to I ask. Need to make better sure. to ask I need and to make repeat. Sure, better to yep. bask and ask and repeat than skip. Totally agree. Yep. So let's move on to biggest deal of the draft. Where where are we going here, Jeremy? We'll start with you. Yeah, it's it's early, um, so it's not like it's this huge, massive. Um, gap in what you expected, but I mean, it is to me. And obviously we don't know all of the information. Obviously there's a reason he fell, but it's JOK. It's Jeremiah Wusukonmoa. I mean, at number 52 overall, I didn't think, I don't think any of us four would have expected he would have fallen out of the first round, let alone still slipping that far in the second. Uh, so I think if he's healthy, I mean, he's, he's a great player to plug and play all over the field uh, for a defense that's in, consistently improving uh, in the Browns. I think that's a great, great pick. That was one of the biggest surprises of the draft, the entire draft. I was like, why, oh, still there. why is he still on the board? Like, come on guys. I think I had him in my top 15 for player rankings and he slid all the way to 52. I'm going to go with the wide receiver and it's Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, to the Carolina Panthers at pick 59. I thought he was going to be a top 32 pick. I think I have him in my top 32 ranking. So I had a first round grade on him. Um, and he slid, I, I believe in the LSU receivers. So Terrace Marshall was my biggest steal. Yeah. I think he can come in and make an impact right away. Um, in Joe Brady's, I mean, he's played with their offense coordinator before, yeah. so they know exactly what they get out of him. Um, so Jeremy kind of stole my thunder here. Biggest steal was Aziz Ojolari at pick 50. I mean, this, this guy, uh, there's some medical concerns. I understand that. But there's medical concerns with a lot of players. Like Jalen Phillips has medical concerns when the first round. I mean, this I, – I just – I'm still trying to figure out why he went 50th overall to a team that might have taken him at pick 11. Like, there was talk about him going that early to um, the New York Giants. So, I thought, I thought Dave Gettleman had a great draft. Um, and so, Aziz Ojolari is one of the players that I thought he made a really good pick at. It's really interesting, all of us going – like, 
doing a very similar approach because I also went with a second rounder that was mocked to go in the first. So I had Trayvon Morig, uh, safety out of TCU, going to the Raiders. I, in general, did not care for the Raiders draft. I just don't think their past couple of seasons have done well for them at all. But I did like uh, Trayvon Morig. He's been, you know, top 20 guy in a lot of people's boards. And they ended up being able to get him at 43. So I love that for the Raiders. It was like the fourth safety take. I was wondering. Was yeah. he third or fourth? I was the third like, safety. oh, what's going on? What's really, really on? Odd. Holland. Like, yeah, what's Richie, going on? Richie Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Which just means to me that all these teams just had so many unknowns that they just stuck to their board. Like mm-hmm. I'm guessing Atlanta didn't think he was going to be there. I I'm guessing that Miami didn't think he was going to be there in the second round. So they're like, right, I'm going to stick with my guy that I was going to go with. Uh, but no, I, I agree with you, Josh. I thought the Merrick pick was awesome. Um, so let's talk biggest reach. Uh, Josh, well, let's go right back to you. Who was your biggest reach in the draft? And I think we're probably all going to have the same guy, but let's hear it. I, I don't know that now I have less confidence in that now, but I have Kadarius Tony wide receiver out of Florida. Oh, really? We I do. I just, I just don't think that's what the giants needed in their first round right now. I think they have plenty of weapons on offense right now and getting a gadgety dude in the first round is, I feels more like a fourth round, third round vibe for me than just this really large draft capital um, of Tony. I, I'm curious who you thought, cause I had a couple so of names. I'll, down I'll, here. I'll speak for Brady. Um, Brady's pick was Alex Leatherwood. He was, um, he was, he was my number. Two, he was my number two. <laughs> I knew as soon as Brady said that, I'm like, well, Alex Leatherwood didn't even make the list for me. He's a, he's a fine player. Like he <laughs> is, but the thing is nobody would be talking if they would have drafted Mary got 17 and then drafted Alex Leatherwood in the second round, but they took Might him not at 17. There. He would have been there. He would have, he I know he sure would have been there. like their stats that he was, there's a 60% chance that he was still there in that they're picking the second round. So they could have traded up even if they were really worried about it. I had Kadarius Tony as well. I just think that there was better players available. Even what they're looking, they want a gadget guy. Go get uh, Elijah Moore if that's if that's really your 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 forte. Uh, so I had Kadarius Tony. I think the league was a lot higher on Kadarius Tony than we were. Very a lot of like the experts had him as a top twenty five prospect. So um, I'll give another one outside of Alex Leatherwood. Uh, it was Zayden Collins at pick 16. That's Jeremy's guy. Like I, we thought there was n- no chance that he wasn't going to no be way. available late twenties type thing, but Arizona went and got their guy. I love him. And I was still surprised. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you what, like what makes me mad is that they got this Swiss army knife type player that can rush the passer. Maybe he's going to play a middle linebacker. They just, they just drafted know, that last that, year and they didn't know what to do with them. And that's so, why so I was why so get surprised. The same player? It just, yeah. I was, it, it just baffled me. I, especially with the needs that they had at corner too. Draft I was like, the corner. What are you doing? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really get that either for the exact same reason, Bradley. You didn't use the guy in that mold that you drafted last year, even way higher than that. And that has nothing to do with the player of Zavian Collins because we all like Zavian Collins. Yeah, and Bradley likes him enough to call him Zavian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like him enough to put him on the offensive side of the ball. my reach, my reach was Walker Little. I I didn't love that pick for the Jags. Like I, I mean, I I would have, me personally, I would have much rather have like uh, Radunes. Like I just a guy like that still on the board. Like I just think it's probably not this massive, huge reach, but just in terms of all the guys that I've watched, you know, I didn't have them in my top seven, eight, nine. You know, so like, um, I I thought that was a little bit of a reach, but. Again, back to Brady made a really good point that I think we could probably sit and talk about for a long time. And that's just 
you started to see some guys slide or maybe maybe there could you could pick a couple different reaches because this year more than anything I think people stuck to their board this is my guy this is who I'm like or who I like this is who I'm gonna pick right here I think that you kind of saw that a lot um, from a lot of different teams I so I have, I'll, I'll vent about a team after our, we're going to take a quick break because <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about teams and I'll, that's where I'll, I'll rant, but uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and do some more superlatives. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the fourth and a mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at fourth and a mile pod. That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the fourth and a mile podcast. We're going to get right back into some more superlatives. This one is favorite fit in the draft. Josh, let's start with you. Who was your favorite fit in this year's draft? My favorite fit in this draft was Trey Sermon running back out of Ohio state going to San Francisco. I absolutely love that for him and for the team with uh, Britta filter, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, all out of town. I was oh, going to say, I'm like, I thought you were saying players players there. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, do not. All finish. of them out of town. There's going to be a whole lot of availability for reps at the running back position. And I think he has that ability to be able to um, make the most of that. And we've seen that coaching system be able to make gold out of basically anyone. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in San Francisco. He's going to have a lot of running room for days there. So Absolutely. That's going to be a good fit. Bradley, who was your favorite fit? It's tough. I, I really like this player, and I, I didn't think he was going to slide as far as he did, but I went Liam Eikenberg uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Talk about a guy that's going to come in and be able to play a tackle for you right away. They just traded Eric Flowers. I thought this was a great pick for them. Uh, they did a good job in the first round of getting Jalen Waddle and uh, Jalen Phillips, um, and now they got this guy who's going to come in and play a tackle for them probably day one. I, I was a big fan of this pick. Great pick. Jeremy, who is your favorite? Well, I had to put my Homer hat on for something on here. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to Mari Rogers. They finally they finally take a, a, an offensive weapon. Yep, it, it, it happened. Um, this is a guy that early on in the process that I was really behind. Um, my love kind of faded because you know I kind of got into the Elijah Moore vision, a um, couple other guys, but in terms of pure fits, he didn't make sense from a from a uh athletic score standpoint, height standpoint, all those things with the Packers. But from what you watch on film and what he does, he fits, I think, perfect in what they want to do. The The Packers run the most or the second most kind of like a screen bubble passes, those types of things with options out there. And they're doing that with Alan Lazard and, you know, Devontae Adams most of the time, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that, that's not their strength. Amari Rogers, this is his strength. Um, and I think he's going to fit perfectly with Matt LaFleur. Um, and I'm excited. To and, see and Jordan Love. Yeah, potentially Jordan Love. Uh, <laughs> he just Bradley, Bradley just had to do it to him. Had to uh, twist the knife. He's been doing it all weekend. How, how, how's it going to be going weekend. Rogers to Rogers? Oh, no. It's going to be Love to Rogers. Hey, there is a guarantee that an A Rogers will be on the team next year. So that's cool. I, I was going to say, somebody was, I don't know if you guys were watching, sorry, Josh, um, but the, I don't know if you guys were watching NFL Network when they, they were talking. Uh, Rich Eisen was going nuts. They have an A, a Rodgers on their team. They have one. <laughs> I saw something like, nuts. I saw something like, hey, if Aaron leaves, just give the number to hit the new wide receiver so they don't have to get a new jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That is super funny. Um, so I think that leaves me for uh, my favorite fit. Does anyone have a guess for this? Defensive player. 
First round. First round. First round. Player. First round. Quitty pay. Nope. Okay. I don't. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit more obvious. It's Jamin Davis to the Washington Football oh, Team. Oh no! Yeah, I should have yep. known that. Shoot. He's my favorite right now to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think this guy could come in and have 150 tackles for that team. Holy cow! Uh, well, there's 17 games now. Yep. Tackle machine. You're, you remember that now? Yep. So I, yep, I do remember that. <laughs> so I, I think he could be a favorite. I think. Um, you talk about their front being so good that he's going to have so many free lanes to gobble up the run, play the pass. He's super fast, super athletic. I absolutely love the fit. A lot of people were saying it was a reach. I, I thought it was perfect value. Um, and so I, I love that fit for Chamon Davis. He's a, he's a freak athlete. He's going to go well on that, or on that defense. That's already really talented. Let's talk least favorite fit. And I'm going to start with this one because I don't want anyone to steal it. It's a first-round pick. It's Travis Etienne to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, When you look at that roster, there's two positions they didn't need at 25. They didn't need quarterback because they just drafted at pick one, and they didn't need running back because they had James Robinson coming back. Then you go out and draft Travis Etienne, who I love the player. I absolutely love the player. But it's just like your roster is not good enough to take best player available there. You need to take an offensive lineman. You need to take a wide receiver. You need to take defense because you can't make us. You can't stop anyone. So for me, it was Travis Etienne, and I, that's not me saying he's not going to be a good player. He could be the offensive rookie of the year this next year. I don't even know, but like, I just didn't love the fit. I totally agree. I absolutely hated that pick for the Jaguars, and so don't you're going to hate my answer because I'm kind of cheating by <laughs> changing the question a little bit um, because. It's my least favorite fit because I wish they just would have gone in a different direction. And it's Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Nope. I had to be Sewell for me. I didn't understand for that. Thank you for the 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I did lose that bet. Uh, but I just think that protecting your prize possession and your rookie quarterback or your sophomore year now quarterback is just so much more important because your offensive line was garbage last year. I understand you made improvements to it this offseason, but I look forward to seeing what Chase can do if he has enough time to be able to throw, or if they have enough time to throw it to him. So here's a good time to bring up uh, the team that I was going to talk about before the break. It's Cincinnati Bengals. I loved the first round pick in Chase because it's like, okay, you have an early second round pick drafted off at the tackle there. Well, guess what? They had the early pick and they traded back. Instead of dra- so guys that they pass up, so New England traded up to get Christian Barmore. Guys that got drafted in between those trades. Tevin Jenkins, Liam Eikenberg, Walker Little. Three guys that could have came in and had an impact right away for your team that they traded back and got Jackson Carmen. I don't I, I don't know who what you how you guys feel about them. They're not in the same breath as those three guys I just mentioned for me. Um, so I feel like they could have had a really good draft if they would have stayed put with where they were at and drafted Jenkins, Eichenberg, or Little. Got a little greedy. They, they did. And so yeah. they, they but like the rest of their draft, they drafted J- uh, Joseph Osai. Great pick. Tyler oh. Shelvin, interior defense lineman, great pick. Um, James Hudson was part of the trade that they had with New England, but another really good pick. So I feel like they could have addressed that offensive tackle position right away in that second round. They just didn't. They traded back a little bit. So they could have had a really good draft. No, I totally agree with that. That's a really good point. I, it'll be so interesting how that offensive line develops over the course of the year. So hopefully Jackson Carmen does well. But yeah, a lot of guys went, went to gone that they wish they could have had between that time and when they should have picked and when they traded back for sure. Bradley, who was your least favorite? Uh, I would like to hear from Jeremy because if he doesn't say one of my two, I'm going to bring both of them up. They both <laughs> want conversation. 
So, I, I mean, I could talk about two guys too. I mean, we talked about one a little bit already, but so I'll talk one we haven't talked about yet. And obviously you guys know, I love, love the dude. So I get it. Go get one of the best players available at the time. It's Javante Williams. I just don't. And it's, it's probably more of a, it's probably more of a fantasy type of like, I don't love the fit because I think he could have been really, really good in like in Atlanta, even, uh, even the jets, you know, so dolphins, like, it's like there was, there was spots in that second round. I was like, Oh, go to the Falcons, go to the jets, go to the dolphins. And he goes and, to Denver. And it's just like, it just feels like they consistently go to this kind of running back by committee thing. And, you know, obviously I'm a Melvin Gordon fan too. So like, I think personally it probably affects my decision-making here with my least favorite fit, but he's such a good player. So I understand it from a standpoint of they, they don't have anybody after Melvin, Melvin Gordon, but draft a guy in like the fourth or fifth round, like Chuba Hubbard goes in the fourth round. Like You can add Chuba Hubbard in the fourth round, draft one of your bigger needs here. Um, you know, at the third pick in the second round. But so that's where I lean uh, probably. Heck, they could have went Michael Carter too. They could have gotten Michael Carter in the, exactly, yeah. the third round and, and be your third down running back to start. And if he develops into something like, then you're, then you have your replacement for Melvin Gordon. So yeah. And I, it's, I totally it's, agree. It's definitely not the player. It's just where it was and who who drafted them, for sure. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that one up because that was one of the two that I had. Just from a, a it honestly, it's all fantasy perspective. You just you sit there and you're like, God, like what are you? Come on. <laughs> um, the other guy I want to talk about is is Tutu Atwell to the to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, our resident wide receiver group is not high on Tutu Atwell, um, but it has nothing to do with the player. It has everything to do with the team needs. You don't pick in the first round and you go out and take Van Jefferson last year and, and you go out and get a receiver in the second round when you, you need to sure up offensive line. Defensive line could use some use some work and so could your CB group. So I, I just I'm not there on Tutu Atwell at the fit. I understand it's it's nice to have on that Sean McVay offense, like this gadgety small player, but I'm just I think there's other places you could have gone there. I totally agree. 100%. We'll talk about the Rams in a little bit. Um, Josh, do you have something before? We yeah, I just, I wanted a bonus, like least favorite fit. I just thought that the Kyle Trask second round pick to the Buccaneers didn't match their offseason moves, didn't match their timeline. I love that team. move. I don't. I think that they, their offseason moves and everything that they've done in their timeline of their team is all about winning now and putting all their chips into the pile right now. And then you draft a quarterback in round two who can learn under Tom Brady, which is fine, but why not draft someone to either help defend or help protect or help receive, like receive, help out your quarterback who you don't know how long he's going to be there. See, I looked at it the complete opposite way. I looked at it. They brought everybody back, so they don't have a need right now. So like the guy they drafted in the first round, he's a spot edge rusher. Joe Tryon's not going to start for them because they have everyone back. So like, okay, in your second round, take a quarterback that you can groom for three years. If he come, if he becomes a guy after Tom Brady, awesome. You're set for 15 years. Um, so I felt like it was a, a, a low risk pick because they have everybody back, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Where it's like, go get a, a, a nickel corner or go get another receiver or another tight end because who something knows to help you win back. a championship this year. Yep. I, I totally see that too, but I, I looked at it a little bit different. I hear let's, that. Let's talk uh, winners of the draft. Bradley, we'll start with you on who, who was your winner in the draft this year? Oof, right I, think I, 
I, I alluded to him earlier, and that's the Miami Dolphins. I really like what they did in the early rounds. I'm a big Liam Eichenberg fan. I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan. I do like what uh, Jalen Phillips can do. So I really like their their three of their top four picks. I think Javon Holland is someone they can groom into uh, someone to be great. I would have loved for them to take Trevon Merrig uh, there. But, I mean, overall, when you pick those four guys in the first two rounds, you're liking what you do. And Hunter Long is going to be someone that's going to compliment uh, Mike Gusecki. So I really Very like what well. uh, the Dolphins did there. They had a really good draft. Jeremy, who was your favorite or winner of the draft? I actually really like the Panthers draft. Um, I don't know if it probably gets as much love as, as some of those other ones, um, but I love J.C. Horn. I mean, he was my cornerback one. Uh, Terrace Marshall is fantastic value. Brady Christensen is a great pick. I mean, to get those first two guys and still get a guy that can come in and start for you on the offensive line. And I think Tommy Tremble is a, a good pick for them too, to try to fill that tight end spot that they haven't really been able to find a good fit for. Uh, so I like the Panthers draft. Josh, how about you? My winner was the Dolphins as well. Having, you know, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, but just kind of having an extra side of that and we kind of already touched on it but it miles gaskin uh, and again i am kind of d- dipping my toe into the fantasy waters a little bit too of how everyone is expecting that okay they're maybe not like a high value pick but maybe in like the third fourth fifth they're gonna draft somebody and they didn't so they i'm just intrigued if that's they have another move in store like an unside free agent or another uh free agent just to come into the building but really great for him being able to have that backfield hypothetically to his own right now. Josh just wanted to let everyone know that he drafted miles Gaskins in a dynasty star. That's basically what he was saying there. <laughs> so, um, so my two favorites besides, so I had Miami and Carolina. I loved what Carolina did a couple of players that Jeremy didn't mention. Chuba Hubbard is a very good backup for um, Christian McCaffrey. And then Davion Nixon is going to come out, come in and have an impact right away. A team that we haven't mentioned, I feel like is one of the favorites is the hometown team of the draft Cleveland. So they had Greg Newsom, great value in the first round. JOK, Anthony Schwartz is interesting. That's more so just like a gadget guy they got in the third round. Speed all over the place. James Hudson, uh, really good value. And then uh, Tommy Togi, uh, the defensive tackle that Josh pronounced very well last year or last week. Whoa, last week. Um, that can come ahead. We've been following him for a year now. He's <laughs> a good player. Togi. Here for it. <laughs> and then the team that I said that should have been a winner was Cincinnati, but I like we talked about originally was the trade that they had in the second round that I just I didn't love personally. Um, but let, let's talk some losers. Um, I feel like we're gonna have a common theme here, but Bradley, let's start with you. Who is your loser? So there's a couple different reasons I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and the first one is that they only had three picks. I don't know how you really benefit your team by only having three picks. Um, and so when you get on to pick number 56, immediate reactions like, all right, we got a quarterback who's complaining because he gets hit too much. Like, let's probably beef up the offensive line. Right like, now, nah, let's just go get another shiny car. Let's go get a receiver. Dwayne Eskridge is a, is a good player. Like, let's all agree that he's a good player, but that's not a need. And when you only pick three times, you can't just continue to take best player available. You have to get needs. They also needed corner. They did address that in the fourth round. I think Trey Brown's a decent player. Um, but for me, if you need an offensive lineman, you're going to have to do a little bit better than just picking Stone Forsythe in the sixth round. As cool as his name is, he has to pick <laughs> a better player. Especially when your quarterback publicly said, hey, I need, I need protection up front. And they just they didn't do it. It didn't make sense to me. 
Um, I'm staying in the division. I, I went with the Los Angeles Rams. I hated their draft. They had one of the top duos at wide receiver with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Then you then you have Van Jefferson who you draft in the second round. So what do you do? You draft Tutu Atwell and you draft two other receivers. So you had three receivers taken in your draft. Like, what are you doing? You're not keeping all those. Uh, they needed interior uh, defensive line help, which they got with Bobby Brown. I don't hate the prospect, uh, but I just feel like there's other places. Their roster is a really good roster, not good enough to take wide receiver four and five and all that stuff. So I, I thought they could have taken an interior defensive lineman, another edge rushers, a safety. They got to repl- replace Johnson in the back end too. So uh, I just, I didn't love their draft. I thought they could have done a lot more. Maybe they were too drunk on Malibu beach. So um, <laughs> I could, that could have been the problem. Well, they, they got beat up last year in the playoffs uh, in the trenches. And that yeah. wasn't an emphasis of theirs. Like it, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, well, other than my sanity uh, being lost, um, other losers, I, I didn't really love the Colts draft. Um, and that was a team that I think is kind of set up to try to make a push here. You know, that it's got a young roster there. You're just kind of adding bits and pieces. I love Quiddy pay. I love that pick for them there. I think it's a good fit. Um, it was a need, but after that, I just like, I, I wasn't a fan. It was just completely dropped off. I mean, and there really wasn't one pick that, that kind of brought it back for me. You know, you see that sometimes you like their first pick and maybe you get like a third or fourth round pick in there that you kind of like and you know, gives the draft like a C or a B minus, something like that. But I just, there really wasn't another one after that that I loved. I told Bradley, I said, oh, I would love Deo Odiingbo in the fourth round for the Vikings. And he went second round. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to play this year, but like no. when, if he's healthy, like the dude is unbelievable as far as like an athleticism perspective. I love Quiddy Pay, but then you just look at the rest of their roster or the rest of their draft and it's like, mm, it's okay. So Bradley loves the Ellinger pick though. I mean, yeah. he's going to come in and he's going to fight. That's what, that's what <laughs> all <men's> do. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, Carson Wentz is probably having PTSD, praying sleep well last night, knowing that they got another quarterback <laughs> on the roster. They're going to have to cut him pretty quick. Gosh. Josh, who's your loser? So I actually have the Denver Broncos because of just their, just because they're first round. I'm, um, I think it's kind of a similar team but in two different situations in the first round, one being the Washington football team in the NFC, having a great roster, just missing the long-term piece at quarterback and the AFC, the Denver Broncos having a nice roster, just missing the long-term quarterback. The difference being the Broncos had one fall into their lap at nine and then decided to take uh, Patrick Sertain, which obviously great player, but you have the opportunity to draft Justin Fields. I understand they drafted or they signed Teddy. I think we as fans are higher on Teddy than the league is because I think he's making like what three million a year this year now. Because Teddy, yeah, I, uh, I think he's got pa- a bigger contract. The Panthers ate the Panthers ate a lot of that contract, oh, and so gotcha. I'm like, I think I don't know exactly what the figures are, but I'm fairly hey, certain. Josh. Yes. Hey Brady, I'm gonna you stop off? you right no, there. No, you're not gonna stop me because this is me. Does it change exactly your mind if the Detroit? Does it change your mind if the Denver Broncos quarterback is one Aaron Rodgers? That would definitely <laughs> that change things. Favorite. That would definitely change things. <laughs> I think yes. there is a reason they didn't take a quarterback at nine. They are currently the betting favorite to get Aaron Rodgers right now. Really? If yeah, I'm yes. the Denver Broncos, I trade my next five first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, in fact, I'm serious. Take that. 
Becker. I'm serious. I would, I would, if I was a Denver Broncos fan, I'd be like, heck yeah, we are, we're loaded on defense. They go get Quinn Miners in the third round and Baron Browning, who are, I would say, potential second round picks. Javante Williams is a good running back. Pat Sertain is going to be a good corner. Like their roster is really good and ready to win right now. I understand what Josh was saying about them being a loser. Um, but yeah, no, if they get a court, their, their draft was awesome outside of the court, like the quarterback yeah. position. So like <laughs> they don't need a, quarterback. a starting corner. That's that, J- Jeremy and I made eye contact right away. And I started smiling. He started shaking his head because I knew exactly what I was going to say. I thought it was odd that they didn't draft a quarterback and I kind of started that, that thought in my brain. I just can't like like, wrap my head around the fact of just this guy that has just been killing the Vikings for a decade plus leaving the team. I'd be so like selfish. Like I'd be stoked, but. Oh, would you? Knowing our luck, they're going to have another one, have the same thing with Brett Favre. So, you know, honestly, I've said this to Jeremy in person, like the best case scenario is he retires. Yes, just like he's done and they don't get those five first round picks that for him and they just get a, an extra $12 million in, in cap salary. So it's like, sick, go buy another corner. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll see if Jordan Love can play like Aaron Rodgers. Send, send that 12 to me. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on so that here's note. here. Okay. Let me say oh, one quick thing. Gosh. Oh since, gosh. Since we, we made 30 it seconds. Pot, well, you brought up you brought up Brett Favre, right? And this is where I get frustrated about this whole thing, is that you know some people are on they split sides, okay? They're on Rogers' side, they're on the Packers' side, whatever. I think there's blame to go around on, on all sides, blame in quotations. Uh, most being on the Packers and most being Mark Murphy. You've seen this happen. You've seen this happen once, and you've seen it go wrong, and you've had to fly down to Mississippi and do all of this with Brett Favre. The moment Gutenkiss says, I think I'm going to take a quarterback. You better tell him. Question for you. Who is, who's Murphy? He is the like CEO. Yeah. He's the, he can't be the the owner. Aren't you an owner Becker? Yeah. Yeah. No, he is not the owner. (laughs) (laughs) As ownership, you got to (laughs) revolt. I just like, you've seen this happen. So like, how do you mishandle the communication and not learn from the first time? Because I think like, yeah, there are other things you can point to, but that's clearly the biggest thing that put anything over the top was that pick last year. And I just, it's just so frustrating. Cause it's just as a fan, it's just disappointing. Like, how do you not handle that better? I was on this podcast, however long ago, when the first thing came out about Deshaun Watson wanting to leave. Now, obviously lots happened since then, but I said, how do you let, a player like that and that relationship deteriorates so fast. I'm going to say the exact same thing. How do you let that happen? I'm not saying you need to give this dude all of the power because that's just not how it works, but like bring him in, like say include something. him. Like <laughs> I just, how do you not just like let him know, Hey, here's where we're at. You didn't have a great year last year in our standards and your standards. We just, we've got this guy, this higher on our board. Here's what we're going to do. I'm sorry if you don't like it. At least you tell him then. I just, it's frustrating. So here, here's where I'm at. And it's the same thing that needs to be said up to the Seattle Seahawks about Russell Wilson. I get, you have a lot of pride. You're, you're this type a GM. Like this is my team. I'm going to do what I want. The ownership. This is my team. I spent a lot of money. That's totally fine. But just imagine what your team's like without that, out that person. Cause guess what? The players win the games. And if you don't have that player, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, 
What did I do to cause this? The Green Bay Packers have not handled the situation the greatest. Now, I'll be the first to go on record and say Aaron Rodgers is a baby. Like, the guy, like, I, I've said it multiple years. But at the same time, like, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Do what you can to make him happy because Hall of Fame windows, they don't come every 10 years. That's that's where I'm at with it. Like, you made the first mistake, okay? And he proved you wrong. He goes out and has an MVP year. That's when you just say, I made a mistake. Here's your extension. Here's more guaranteed money. Because right now he's at zero. Like, it's just they they handled it poorly, and then they handled their second opportunity poorly. So put a, just, To put a bow on it, I just want to – the thing that makes it interesting for me is, like, they've gone through it. But this is different, too. Like, they drafted Aaron Rodgers because Brett Favre was, like, every other year trying saying that he was going to retire. Aaron Rodgers simply said, like, I want to be a Packer for life. I don't see my career ending anytime soon. And they still drafted a quarterback. So that's where it's a, that's where I think the Packers mismanaged it a little bit. But um, And it's a little I, different, too, because Aaron Rodgers fell to them. They traded up for Jordan Love. Yeah, right. Which, yeah, that's that's another story for a different day. So uh, let not to that's put a, any more that's a great NFL. That's a great NFL notable midway through the show. <laughs> Basically at the end of the show, but – well, it's another way to go. We're talking about overall draft classes. Which one of these has to go out? These are probably the top four, four of the five. Um, so we're talking about the hometown Cleveland's, uh, Chicago's, the New York Jets, and Miami's. Jeremy, which one's got to go? I'd probably say the Jets, uh, just because I like those other three uh, that much better. Like I, I, The Jets was still good. I think it's up there. Um, is one of the best, but I, I like those other three a lot more uh, just because I think Cleveland found value all over the place. Chicago gets their quarterback of the future. And I think Miami's draft was just what they wanted it to be. You know, they had Waddle number one on their board. They got it, their guy and continued it throughout the process. Bradley, what do you think? I, I'm actually like really struggling with this one. Cause I'm looking at like the board on which, what each team did. Um, and it's really hard for me to say the Chicago Bears because what they did in rounds one and two was so impressive. But I think Miami was the best in the draft, and I think the Jets were the second best, and I really like what Cleveland did too. So I'm going to go with Chicago just for a depth perspective because they went high one and two, but they already have pieces there. So I just – I thought going into this, I thought I was going to say the Jets, and then I looked at there one more time, and they've got Elijah Moore, and then they got Michael Carter, and I'm like, these are really good players. That is um, so good. So, um, so good. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Josh, you going somewhere else? I just, I think the value play for a quarterback is just so tough. I just don't love the quarterback the Jets got in Zach Wilson. So that's kind of the tiebreaker for me in between for Chicago and the Jets right now. So I'm leaning the ones that the one that has to go for me is the Jets. This was so tough for me too. It was between those two teams for me, I think as well. I went Chicago. Um, I think the kicker for that was the Jets got their guy without trading anything. The mm -hmm. sh Chicago had to give up a first round pick next year and a couple other picks. So um, that's probably why for me, and I'm not saying that I don't have Justin Fields ahead of Zach Wilson. I do, but I also think Zach Wilson with um, LaFleur, LaFleur's offense is going to be also a really good fit too. So um, I, I think Zach Wilson could be okay this year. So for me, the one's got to go with Chicago. How about that though for Chicago? You get your whole food, <clears throat> you know, quarterback of the future. They give up a first round pick, but then it was like two day three picks, right? Like a fourth. I thought the value. Yeah, round. I thought they stole the value. Like I mean, 
obviously before the draft, San Francisco gave up three first round picks to get their guy. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago gave up one and a fourth and a fifth. That's a really yeah, if good point. If you're a Chicago fan and don't like that move, I think you're absolutely crazy because Justin. Fields oh my goodness! Really, good. really, really yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah. now Denver's going to give up eight first round picks to get their guy. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm telling you, they're I'm gonna... telling you, if I'm a Denver Bronco fan, I will give up anything as far as draft capital for Aaron Rodgers. I'd give up two first rounders and Von Miller. I think it's got to start at three, right? He's 30. What is he? 30? He doesn't want to no. play in Green Bay. That's your leverage. Yeah. He it's... does not want to play. He's 37, I believe. Everybody's like, well, the Packers have the. Right, here we go back again. And I felt notable to close it out. <laughs> the pa- they already says that the Packers have the leverage. But why? Rogers is like, why. you know what? I'll go do Jeopardy. See you later. I'm going to go make very good money doing Jeopardy, what I love. Because I'm only a bunch just... of old time guys. We'll just sit them and not let them play. <laughs> Brady no, and I talk about that it. all the time. How our dads are always like, honor the contract. And then just like, it's just not how it works <laughs> the anymore. Players, the players are making the show. Yes. They players are the making show. the show, making you money. Like you have As to respect that. As yes. they should. Let's, let's, we could talk about the Packers forever. So let's, let's wrap up the show. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. Go deep. We'll see you next time. Thank you.